Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Going in raw is now a CastBox original. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all your favorite podcasts. You can still listen to Going In Raw wherever you get your podcasts, but we hope you'll give CastBox a shot. We think it's the best. Hey guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. What's up, it's your girl, Sasha Banks, legit boss, and you're watching Going In Raw. You like that? What's up? This is the most must-see WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife, Marie. <laughs> and you are going in SmackDown Live. This is the glorious one, Bobby Roode. And you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, Brendan, Steve here. And Larson. Yeah, welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here. YouTube.com forward slash Steven Larson. There's plenty of great podcasts out there. This is the only one, Larson, that you absolutely need to watch. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. You mean this particular episode or, or our show in general? The Going In Raw experience. Ah. Uh, we're also available uh, in audio form wherever you can find good podcasts, including, of course, the CastBox app um, and the Apple iOS podcast app. Uh, this morning, uh, whilst enjoying my coffee in my backyard with my wife, who uh, has the next two weeks off, um, I got on the CastBox app and I was thanking friendos oh. left and right in the comments. We're on the road to 1,000 comments. Yeah. On CastBox, all you got to do, download it for free, iOS or Android, uh, go to Going In Raw, subscribe to us, and then leave a comment, uh, and there's a good chance that we'll read it on air. Larson, do you have a nice, juicy yes, comment for us great. to read? Go ahead. From uh, Byron Cleary, you guys are the absolute best. Oh, wow. I've been listening to your podcast and watching on YouTube for a couple of years now. You're my go-to recap source. Ooh, I enjoy so your nice. banter. And just the way you love the wrestling business, keep up the outstanding work. Thanks, friendo. Thanks, friendo. There you go. Oh, there's comments from Going In Raw podcast. Yeah, I was on a tear this morning, man. Yeah, you were. Look at that. I was on a tear. Wow, look at that. See? Thanks you, friendo. Do, <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. Like, when I was typing out the comments, the way the keyboard was set up, I couldn't see, like, the actual comment I was typing. So a lot of them, they actually say, thanks, fiendo. Which, you know, I don't know what that means. I don't know. I don't know what a fiendo is. I know what a fiend is. You know what I fiend for, Larson? Good wrestling. Oh, yeah. And we got a lot of that this week. Uh, just a quick reminder, we are also on the Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. A great way to support Going In Raw. Uh, we are currently offering up for $20 the Friendo Care Package. There it is. A comic book. 
uh, featuring an adventure you can only see in comic book form. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't make that into a movie. It would cost way too much money. All the budget would be out of control. It would be like $600 million. Be like five Infinity Wars. Uh, stickers, a poster, and a postcard all signed by us. It's good stuff. Um, yeah, no, there was, there, was some, there was some really good stuff going on this week. Uh, 205 Live, fun show. Yeah. NXT, fun show. Yeah. Um, we, uh, we, we were informed of the imminent debut this is exciting. Of Leo Rush on 205 Live. Very exciting. Yeah, very exciting. Anyways, let me bring up the notes here. And uh, uh, as I said a couple of days ago, maybe, I can't remember, we talked about Leo Rush briefly. I'm really kind of happy now that he's going to be on 205 Live that we didn't see a lot of him in NXT. Yeah. Yeah, what, two matches on TV? Yeah. So when he shows up on 205 Live in the next few weeks and does all sorts of amazing stuff that we hadn't seen prior, mm-hmm. it's going to blow people away. Yeah. Yeah. He's really going to wow some people, I think, now that he is going to show up relatively fresh. Yeah, so you and I were both introduced to Leo Rush uh, at, P- at a PWG yeah, live show. Yeah, we got show. to see his first PWG match against Only Ricochet. Only Kings something or Understand other. each other. Yeah, him versus Ricochet. And, I mean, that is the one kind of thing that I'm a little bit bummed out about. Regardless of what the Velveteen Dream says, I don't think Ricochet is going to 205 Live. And so I'm not sure. I mean, look. Uh, Leo Rush is super young. He's only 23 years old. Uh, so I'm sure in the future they will cross paths again. However, mm-hmm. not anytime soon, um, which is a bummer because uh, we got to see uh, Ricochet versus Leo Rush in a fantastic match. Um, it was, I think, the first PWG show that you and I had ever been to. It was, yes. And first time we saw Leo Rush, and I think it was his first PWG. It was. Um, and, man, it was it was absolutely fantastic. And then, you know, the two matches. So he got on our radar pretty quick. Uh, you know, he was signed over to NXT. Uh, we did, you know, we saw the two matches he had in NXT, both losses. I think yeah, he lost to Lars Sullivan and yeah, Velveteen and, and Dream. Velveteen Dream. But you know, even in those losses, you could see what the deal is. Why this kid is so special. Um, we had heard through like the rumor mill that there might have been attitude problems. Uh, but you know, hopefully, you know that's been sorted out. He mm-hmm. had that little thing on Twitter where mm-hmm. you know. He was talking about Emma not being ready for Oscar when she got released. Yeah. And, he, you know, a lot of heat came down on him as it sort of happens on social media these days, which is unfortunate. Hopefully, you know, he learned a lesson from yes. that. Um, I'm very excited to see him in 205 Live. I told you this uh, when we found out that he was debuting on 205 Live. Um, when we heard about this promo that they did uh, on Tuesday. If they open up, you want to get a crowd into a show. Oh, yeah. Open with a Leo Rush match. Because this kid is like a real world something out of the Matrix. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's so much fun when the he does the he thing. He can turn on a dime ninety degrees yeah. at full speed. Yeah, That's he'll insane. he'll run the ropes, stop on it. Yeah, stop on a dime ninety degree, go the other way. It is so much fun to watch mm-hmm. this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so very exciting that he's going to be in two hundred five live. I mean, if you think about the possibilities, I, I mean, it, it, the, the wrestling. I think that his skill set will be so much more maximized will be with all that potential will come through on 205 Live yes yes because of the matchups there yeah um i mean you know lucha house party Kalisto, lince dorado Graham Italy, all those guys that should be a lot of fun mm-hmm. watching him watching drew gulak try to slow him down mm-hmm. and turn it into a submission type match mm-hmm. um all that kind of stuff of course mustafa ali buddy murphy and cedric alexander mm-hmm. guys at the top mm-hmm. i cannot wait yeah no it's gonna be a lot of fun. so much fun a lot of fun yeah uh, anyways, let's. Uh, the show kicked off with uh, speaking of Lucha House Party, uh, Lince Dorado versus uh, Brian, Brian Kendrick. Kendrick. The Brian Kendrick. Um, Brian Kendrick was uh, walked to ringside 
by Drew Gulak, who's yeah, doing no, commentary this table. Time. Yeah. Oh, he, he, is he probably are, maybe already in England? I mean, still. When when is that taping? Eleven days away. Oh, okay. Well, I, don't I, mean, know. I guess it's possible, but it seems a little soon. But Why didn't they come out as a faction? Yeah, I don't know. Kind well, of... next week there's a six-man tag match between Lucha House Party and Kendrick Gallagher oh, okay. and Gulak. They announced that. Maybe they just wanted to emphasize Gulak's presence there, and they probably—that's probably the case. And for and for the finish as well, it made more like it'd make more sense for two guys to retreat from three guys. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, uh, fun match. Drew Gulak was on commentary. Um, what you've been sort of—I'm gonna say down on Brian Kendrick lately, but you kind of feel like he's been phoning it in a little bit. Well, I mean, I just feel like he's he he's not given really anything right now to really sink his teeth into. Yeah, you don't think this this Lucha House Party thing is something to sink his teeth into? Well, I really like Lucha House Party. I yeah, think they're too. great. Yeah, they're fantastic. The shirts the the shirt Kalisto had is fantastic. Yeah. I love that shirt. Yeah, it's good. Um, and their performances of late have been fantastic. I don't mm-hmm. know. I just I don't know. I just don't feel like Kendrick's that engaged. Yeah, maybe. And maybe it's just from a creative standpoint, and it's just not much for him to work with. I don't know. Yeah, it could be. Because we saw what he was doing when granted, he was in the title scene, mm-hmm. you know, and he was really mm-hmm. sinking his teeth into it. Yeah. Even when he was doing the feuding with Jack Gallagher, doing the clown stuff, it was bad, <laughs> but he was sinking his teeth into it. Yeah, he was. I just don't feel they like haven't given them a lot of promos. No, there's not a whole lot of character either. stuff from the yeah, right. I feel like he's really had to simplify his style. Yeah. Because I remember if I. Go back to his cruiserweight classic match against Kota Ibushi. He was busting all sorts of crazy stuff. Mm, yeah, and now it just seems like okay. Well, I got to throw some strikes, some some forearms, and then do a couple of submission holds, and that's all I'm going to do. Yeah, you know, it just, it, it, he's really had because of his alignment with Drew Gulak. Feels like he really had to simplify things mm-hmm. to yeah. fit into the the ground based attack. Yeah. Uh, in any event, Lince Dorado picked up the pin on Brian Kendrick mm-hmm. after a handspring stunner, uh, which led to Drew Gulak uh, being mad. And then attacking everybody in Lucha House Party. Uh, and before they could get some comeuppance, him and Kendrick beat feet, got mm-hmm, out of there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, next week, like you said, six-man six tag, tag match. That should be a lot of fun. Uh, next up, we had a Mustafa Ali uh, promo. Man, he's so good. Yeah, he's really good. He's really good. I'm really happy. I noticed it again last night. I mean, he's been doing this since WrestleMania. I, I'm really happy with his outfit change. Yeah. I'm just going to reiterate that because I really didn't like his outfit before. This one, it looks like it looks like a friggin' Avengers costume. Well, yeah, I mean, looks it looks great. It's, it's, it looks like it's based on Iron Man. Yeah, a little bit Iron Man, a little bit Dead Space. Yeah, I don't know what else. The actual like shirt, yeah, you know, it has like the circle right here, like Iron Man has. Like Iron Man has, and he's yeah. got the pulsers. Yeah, and he's the, got the, the face pulsers. Thing. That's face very thing. Dead Space. Yeah. So yeah, it's an, it's an interesting amalgam. But the it guy works. on uh, it's funny because I contrast that. So I, I watched a little bit of Impact last week, and uh, I saw uh, DJ Z come out. And uh, he's a good wrestler, really good wrestler. But he's got the goofiest, clunkiest LED vest thing. Oh, really? Remember Vader's uh, helmet? Yeah. Right? So it it felt that clunky, but there was no hat. There's no hat to it. Okay. It's all just like shoulder pad, and then it comes down to here. It's it's like football pads. Okay. But like very big and Mm. bulky and Mm. stiff, and it's just like, look, look like Christmas lights on it. It's really bad. It seems underwhelming. It's really bad. I mean, with Vader's thing, at least it like oh, that was awesome. Steam or smoke. Oh, Vader's was. thing was, and the mask part of it yeah. was terrifying. Yeah, that was great, man. Anyways, there's a reason for that to be clunky because they have some sort of apparatus in there to produce the steam or smoke or fog or whatever. Yeah, for sure. And especially back in the '90s, they didn't know what they were doing. No, and it was WCW. Well, technology wasn't advanced then either, Steve. Yeah, I mean, like now they can probably get that into a thing about this large mm-hmm. instead of a whole giant hulking helmet. Yeah. Uh, anyways, Mustafa Ali, his promo work's always great. He's great. Yeah, he's fantastic. Um, next, we had TJP versus Brian Keith. 
um, TJP, before the match even started, went out and grabbed the mic and pretty much dropped a promo during the entire course of this match. I thought it was outstanding. I thought it was fantastic. Remember how terrible his promos used to be? He's good. He's really good now. Yeah, again, it's a situation. I, th- I just feel like if you're a heel, there's more freedom to just to be you. Whereas because before he was just, you know, just a really generic baby face when he yeah. won the Cruiserweight title and when he was first defending it. There was no dimension to his character. Yeah. Now there's dimension to his character for something for him to play off of. What were we talking about yesterday? It always works best when you involve competition. Yes. And in a different way from we've from from what we see elsewhere, um, his is all about competition too. He doesn't want to be in two hundred five live anymore. No, he wants to be. He he, he, he said, even said NXT. Yeah, he said NXT would be a step up for him. Yeah, over two hundred five live. And you know what? He's right. Yeah, kind of. Because NXT is a springboard. It could be a springboard domain at that point. We haven't seen that be the case yet for two hundred five live. No, but if no. he is brought over to SmackDown, because he really seems to be going after the idea of joining the SmackDown roster. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think it'd be great. Oh, I think it'd be outstanding. I think it'd be fantastic. I think it'd be great for him. I think it'd be great for all the talents on 205 Live to see, okay, this isn't the end point for you yes. guys. You know, if, 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 if you excel here on 205 Live, we'll bump you up. We'll give you opportunities yeah. on Raw or SmackDown. It has to be a situation where if I excel and they have nothing for me left, then I can get bumped up there, which is fine because having nothing else left – in TJP's situation, he's already been champion. Mm-hmm. There kind of is nothing left for him to do. I mean, mm-hmm. creative could find something for him to mm-hmm. do. But, man, I really hope that they pull this off. I really hope that he goes somewhere else. I know. I want to see that happen. I know, me too. I don't too. care where it is. I just want to see that happen. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, he fought a jobber named Brian Keith. Um, TJP was sort of mocking him a lot of it. He said, hey, you have really cool boots. Because the dude had like sort of cowboy looking boots. Well, they were kick pads designed like cowboy, cowboy boots. Cowboy boots, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> that felt improvised. It felt like when he looked at him, he said, hey, cool boots, bro. Yeah, like, I know. Legitimately. I know. So that was funny. So he was contorting Brian Keith and all sorts of painful looking submission moves while dropping promos. He put the mic down for a second, adjust the hole, grab the mic, talk some more. The terrifying part was at the very end when he said, okay, it's time for you to tap out now. That was a scary line. That was a sk- drops the mic. That was like that was like a movie villain execution line. I know, you know, and Robocop. Yeah, because he dropped the mic and then just like put extra torque on the sharpshooter type. It wasn't even his normal finishing move. It was a knee bar. It was like that sharpshooter type variant he does. And yeah, Brian Keith tapped out. That was good, man. I liked it. Yeah, it was fantastic. Some great character work. After that, we had that Leo Rush promo where he was uh, live from EC3's uh, penthouse. Penthouse, yeah, that was totally that that same penthouse. You could like you can toss a little filter on it. It still looks like that penthouse. He was. Uh, I don't know if they tossed a filter. This EC3 is always outside on the deck by the pool. Right. Leo Rush was inside. Right, right. He was uh, fondling an hourglass. Mm-hmm. It was like two like balls, basically. Well, that's basically what an hourglass is. Yeah, but usually it has like I like so in the days of our lives one. Yeah, there was there the was, wooden frame. Yeah, this didn't have that. Yeah, because it was flat on the top and bottom. Right, so, so you could, could still you could you could put it on the on the table and it wouldn't topple over. His nickname is Man of the Hour. Yeah, that's what it was. It's been Hence for a while. Yeah, the hourglass. An hourglass, exactly. It's yeah. good. No, I like that. I do appreciate those. So I saw like some stills and and various videos of his final NXT house run, uh, house show run. And he was coming out with uh, Babatunde mm. on his shoulders. Kind oh. of like what Finn Balor used to do with Doc Gallows. I well, also that was in, ba- cool. in uh, Bad Luck Fale. Uh Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, he it was mainly Bad, it did was, it was Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Um, and Babatunde was kind of his bodyguard. Oh, that's cool. Which was, seemed really cool. Like, yeah. I wish he would bring Babatunde over to 205 oh, Live. I yes. want to see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? 
That'd be great. So anyways, yeah, I liked, I liked it. Look, he's, he's 23. When you're that young, you're never really going to deliver a promo that has age behind it. And promos are always best when there's age there's behind experience it. Yes, behind exactly. It. That yeah, being I know. said, I know. it worked for what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the content, the promo was really good. And like I the thought, actual script yeah. or, you know, or whatever, the bullet points. And I just felt like at moments if he just dialed it back just a little Tad, bit. Right, yeah. It had been really, really he good. Said, I am a 23-year-old piece of gold. So he delivered that part of that line really good. I know. I know. I, I, here's my thing. I will never fault somebody. Well, actually, that's not true. I will. Ember Moon, I faulted for doing too much in her promo. Um, but she, she like contorts her face and all sorts of different, and she does, Amber Moon does this weird thing where she'll like bring her head back like this and she'll have like a weird half smile. And I'm like, what is that? What is that thing you're doing right there? Um, but she's so damn good in the ring. Yeah, she is. But, uh, anyways, no, Leo Raj, look, I, 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 you're right. He totally could have dialed it down, but given that he's only 23, Mm -hmm. not going to criticize at all. I thought that he came off as what he should come off as. There was the guy no, who's just the cock of the walk. There is no doubt who his character was based on this promo. <laughs> exactly. And that's mission accomplished. I am so looking forward to it. Oh, me too. I'm so looking forward to it. Um, so, yeah, uh, there was that. And then after that was... The oh, main and, event. Because I'm going to oh. talk about somebody else who's given too much in their promos later on in NXT. But I'm not going to criticize because I thought that the, the passion's there. It just came off a little cartoony. Uh, Mustafa Ali versus Buddy Murphy. Um... So they did. Uh, they proceeded this with a Buddy Murphy interview with Tony Nese. Yeah, Tony well, Nese did hovering half the there. talking. Body guys, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. guess are they going to be the next tag team for a Lucha House Party to take on? Uh, I would be into that. They still need a third guy. I really want. I really trios want trios. Great. Yeah. I really want trios. It makes all the sense in the did world. Did we ever determine who the other body guy would be then? Well, we said Neville. Oh, he's not coming back though. But that's not going to happen because Buddy Murphy seems like he's kind of like top dog. So then I said Akira Tozawa. And he's not a body guy, but it'd be funny if he wore the muscle suit. Oh, yeah, that would be funny. It would, I mean, it would add an element of, of humor to it. But I don't know if they want that for... Take a look at that roster, see who else for is... For body guys, though, you know? Who else can be body guy? I think we Or did. is there somebody else in... You know, TJP's in pretty good shape. I want, dude, I want him... No, I know, I'm just, I'm just saying. Elsewhere. Uh, nobody really The only, fits only other person the that bill. would fit would be Cedric, because he's pretty jacked. Yeah, but he's super faced. And then Mustafa Ali, he's pretty jacked too. Yeah, he's jacked. He's, I wouldn't necessarily call him a body he's guy. A face too. I wonder if he might have weird torso because he he's, he insists oh. on wearing the vest. I don't know. Which is totally cool. You know, people do that. I'm trying to see if there's anybody in NXT. Yeah, look at NXT. Lars Sullivan, body guy. Well, he's a little. He's like two cruiserweights. Tino, he's not a cruiserweight though. Tommaso Ciampa. <laughs> he's a body guy now. Crazy body guy. Yeah. What about Tyler Bate? Uh yeah, I mean he could be. I mean, he seems a little mellow. He's a low talker. You <laughs> uh, just clicked on Tommaso Ciampa's Wikipedia. I was seeing how how, how no. I was seeing what they build his weight at. Oh man, he he's definitely a body guy now. He's jacked. Vascularity. Yeah, he's super next jacked. level. Cesar Bononi. He's on a cruiserweight. One of them, the 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 leftover Ely brother. Dude's like eight feet tall. Yeah, he's a little tall. <laughs> oh man. Anyways, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who could be the other body guy, man. Yeah, I don't know either. A UK guy? Another UK guy? I don't know who a body guy is. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, jo- Joseph Connors? 
No, he's not. I mean, he's in good shape, but he's not like ripped. Yeah. He's not Tony Nice, <laughs> Buddy Murphy, body guy. I have no idea. I don't know either. Well, let us know in the comments. Yeah, yeah, if you have any ideas. Anyways, um, anyways uh, another really good match between Mustafa Ali and Buddy Murphy. It's the third match they've had together. First two were outstanding. This one was pretty good. It was really picking up steam mm -hmm. towards the end. Um, that that second rope tornado DT onto the outside was amazing. Mm -hmm. Hard to beat the match from last week, Cedric Alexander versus Buddy Murphy, because, my God, that was such a pristine, wonderful match. Um, and this was very good. It's just it, I can't help but compare the two because they're back-to-back, -back and it's Buddy Murphy. Um, and it's Mustafa Ali. I love him. Um, but, no, like you said, it started out a little on the slow side, but it mm -hmm. picked up. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and then it had a wonk finish. Yeah. And Which maybe that's why they okay. Maybe that's why they didn't book the match to its fullest, knowing full well that it wasn't going to have a clean finish. I actually kind of was okay with the wonk finish because it puts Adeo Tommy in a fairly prominent role. Potentially in a, in a main event role. Yeah, yeah, yeah I I'm like totally that. that. And I loved the TV direction. So it ends with the uh, number one. Oh, there was a fantastic tornado DDT from the top turnbuckle. It was a second turnbuckle. Turn second turnbuckle. I already, I already mentioned that too. Down to the bottom. Oh, it was fantastic. Yeah. Well, okay, whatever. I'm mentioning it again. Continue on. Go ahead. Go ahead. Mustafa Ali was going. Trying to get past him around here. Mustafa Ali was going for an 054. Teo Atami showed up out of nowhere, hit him off the rope. Proceeded to attack both Buddy Murphy there and Mustafa Ali. There was a fantastic Ali. moment of TV direction when uh, Adeo Atami did his, be his best Pete Dunn impression. They were on close-up on him, and he went like this. He went like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And then the camera just sort of went, you know, they zoomed out and panned over. All in one shot, he goes up and he, uh, he does the running thing to, uh, to uh, Buddy Murphy. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was fantastic. Well, the end of the show, really, he's really closing, good. saying, I want respect, but mm -hmm. there was a, a smirk attached to it. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, look what I could do. Yeah. It was good. No, I liked His it His character works really good. So who, uh, who's he going to get into this with? I mean, I think they're setting this up so he can, there'll be some, maybe some sort of triple threat match next week. Mm -hmm. New number one contender. It yeah. could be Itami versus Cedric next. Could be. Or they'll, like, set it up next week and have it the week after. Yeah, it could be. That'd be fun. Oh, yeah. I think it'd be great. Yeah. All right, uh, let's move on to NXT. Yeah. Shayna Baszler comes out, drops a promo. She kind of reminded me of the Wicked Witch of the East. Who, wait, who is the one who says, yeah, I'm going to get you? The West. That was the West? I thought the West was the, no. Wicked Witch of the East was the one that got smashed by the house, wasn't it? Oh, she got smashed. Yeah. Who's the good witch? North? Just the Witch of the North? Really? Maybe. I thought it was West and East. Well, you think they'd be got all four directions. I'll get you and your it's little wicked dog. Wicked Witch of the West. That I know. That was the Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah, it's literally okay. that's why. It, right, yeah. yeah. It stuck in my mind. And the East was already dead when we met her, Yeah, right? I think that was one that got smashed by the house. <laughs> that was the other nice one then. Was, was she even a witch? Yeah. She was a good witch. The Good Witch of the North or something like that. The Good Witch of the North. Showtime's Wizard of Oz, really? Is that playing nearby? The Studio Movie Grill in Rockland. Oh, wow. Would take the kid to go Good Witch of the one. North, yeah. The Good Witch of the North. So she had the adjective there. Look at the adjective. Anyways, uh, let's see here. So Shayna Baszler, she comes out, drops a promo. Yeah, which of these? <laughs> Smash by the house. <laughs> so we never got to see her. No. Well, just her feet. Oh. Because she got smashed by Dorothy's house in Wicked Witch of the West, yes. Okay. Wow. All interesting stuff. Man, they're talking about Taco Bell's Mexican pizza. I know, this, the, uh, this pizza talk. I love, Mex I love Taco Bell's Mexican pizza. I can't eat that. I don't think I've ever had it. Taco Bell. 
It's way too much. But I'm it's hooked so on good. those Frito burritos right now. I can tell. Two days and two two in a row, man. man they're, I mean, they're, I wouldn't say they're good, but they got Fritos in them. So, oh, dude, they're they good. The spot. And they've got that orange melty cheese in it, like the not cheese. Yeah. Oh, orange it's oil. Super good. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Shayna Baszler says, "I'll get you, Nikki Cross, and your little dog too." If it's the last thing I do. Yes. If it's the last thing I do. It's kind of goofy, but I'm not going to criticize somebody for giving it their all. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. she didn't stumble. She knew her lines, uh, so it was good. Out comes Nikki Cross, and she's acting crazy, and Shayna Baszler's like, trying to figure her out, but she's crazy. Um, she says, what are you, crazy? Yeah, she literally says that. Yes. And Nikki starts saying yes. Shayna's like, I'm going to put you to sleep, and Nikki Cross says, yeah, please do it. Uh, in any event, uh, some shenanigans occur. Nikki Cross ends up standing tall with what she claims is her NXT Women's Championship. Yeah. So that was cool. Uh-uh. <laughs> the Wizard of Oz talk with Stephen Larson. Yeah, maybe she's starting I'll to, get you, my she's starting doing a Wizard of Oz podcast next. Uh, yeah, sure, why not? Let's, oh, just, let's, let's pass one episode. exclusively focus on the Wicked Witch of the East. Okay. Who is that Who is that show? What is it? What is it, a play or was that a movie? Oh, Wicked? Wicked. Was that based on on the, all that stuff? Maybe. maybe was she supposed to be the Wicked Witch of the East? Maybe. That sounds familiar. Is it like a prequel? Well, I mean, it would have to be because then Wizard of Oz, we meet Wicked Witch of the Dest. West, she's dead. Yeah, man. Sorry, the East. Wicked Witch of the East. All right, let's find out, dude. The story... No, no. It's about the West. Oh, okay. The story of how a green-skinned woman framed by the Wizard of Oz becomes the Wicked Witch of the oh, West. Oh, it's an origin story. Feature film based on the Broadway musical. Well, do oh, we, that's not coming out till next year. But that's what the play is based on. Yeah, right, 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 right. So do we ever get to learn the story of the Wicked Witch of the East? Or does her, does her story for us begin and end with a house falling on her? Let's <laughs> <laughs> oh, see here. Fictional character. And I don't want any fan fiction. That's not what I want. No, I, mean, I agree. I man. want only official... Uh, Oz oh, there might have been. So the Tin Man of Oz might have been a prequel. Oh. Um, oh, no. He's unexpectedly reunited. That sounds like a sequel. This was a backstory. Oh. It is a prequel then. Uh, where did she portrayed by? So she's in Wicked. All right. Oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. That would make okay, sense. Okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All so right, so she, we get a little, bit, a little bit of idea of who the Wicked Witch of the East is. She was portrayed by Rachel Weiss in uh, Oz the Great and Powerful. Oh, okay. And somebody named Florence uh, Kasumba in Emerald City. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is either. Oh, that was one of them cheesy NBC ones. Oh, I wonder gosh. if it was live. No. It was like, uh, oh, what was that? The one on ABC? Grimm? No, no, no. There's one on, another one on ABC that's awful. That's all like an amalgam of fairy tales and stuff. <laughs> What's that oh, called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once Upon a Time or something yeah, like that? Yeah, something like that. Is not good. That's terrible. Anyways. Anyways, next. Match between TM61 and Mike Hughley and Robbie Grand. I you like know, that Robbie Grand's short said upgrade. Uh, yeah, I like that. I like that Mike Hughley's uh, uh, singlet had a tramp stamp on it. Oh, yeah. He had like a logo. It was like a crown and then some, and a heart Yeah. Uh, in, in the tramp stamp area. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if that's offensive to say tramp stamp anymore. That's just typically like I say that for guys all like if a dude above the butt has like a, a tattoo there, that's his tramp stamp. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what it is. Typically what it's called. Yeah. Like a lower back tattoo. Yeah. I remember Batista Batista has one around his belly button. Mm-hmm. That was a little weird. 
He has a lot of tattoos. He does. I just always thought that one was like the weirdest one. Oh, I don't know. Like, Maybe there's a reason, reason big for it. Big Jack dude, and he says, you know what I really want? Around my belly Maybe button. Maybe just had some available real estate right there. A sun. Yeah. Like a sun around my belly button. This is weird. Anyways. Uh, Mike Hugel. I'm a big fan. I'm, I'm, the more they do jobber matches, I just love jobber matches, dude. I think they're so great. It introduces us to, to characters that we otherwise wouldn't see. I'm a huge fan of just local yokels, man. Same. I'm a huge fan of that. Same, because a lot of them, they get this limited opportunity to show off their personalities, and those who take advantage of that opportunities always leave an impression. Yeah. Like, we'll always remember Hollis and Skyler. Always yeah, remember them. pretty much, yeah. I mean, the most famous example is James Ellsworth. Oh, yeah, for sure. He was given an opportunity to be in the ring with Braun Thurman for like 90 seconds at most. Yeah. And he parlayed that into a WWE contract. For sure, man. He left such an impression. I'm telling you, man. They come to Sacramento one of these days and do a jobber match out of mayhem. He better make a good impression. Yeah. I want to see him on 205 Live. Yeah. You know? Anyways. Uh, Anyways, uh, uh TM61, of course, pick up the win. Uh, yeah, not Shane much of a Thorne match. pins uh, Robbie Gray, and after hitting him with a forearm to the back of the head. And then they deliver a promo. Yeah, saying that we say, beat Street Profits. Pretty much everybody else. Everybody else. So they the want next a piece up we're going to beat War Machine, War Raiders, and Undisputed Era. They mentioned Lorcan and Birch, too. Yes. Yeah, Danny and Oni, they called them. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. Isn't uh, Kyle O'Reilly going to fight Pete Dune next week? Something like that. Oh, yeah. Probably. Yeah. I think he said that in his promo. Anyways. Uh, so, Anyways, yeah, they, yeah, they drop a promo. Next up. This was great. They also stole the next segment. They absolutely the did. Lars Sullivan was in the performance center doing drills uh, with a bunch of uh, prospects and also signees. Mahabeli Shera was one of them. Oh. He was the last dude, the big dude that came up to him. And I was, I was, I thought they were going to start a program with freaking Lars Sullivan and Mahabali Shera because he comes up to him with a head full of steam, and then Lars Sullivan just dumps him on his head. Freak accident, yeah, <laughs> exactly. But, but halfway I was like, through, it was great because TM61 entered through the door in the in background, the way distance in yeah. the background. Take one look, what's going on? Turn around, turn around, walk right and back out. out of oh, it. it was great. I love that stuff, man. I know, That's I know. the best. That is the best. They're telling stories on various uh, visual planes, and mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, that's great. In any event, Lars Sullivan just eating everybody, destroying them. Oh, it was great. People staring in awe and, and fright. It was fantastic. And but then yeah. they pulled they pulled back for the last shot of the of the, the segment, and it's Lars in the middle of the ring with, what, eight mm-hmm. uh, uh, competitors just laying on the mat. See, man, that's why you got to start watching Impact, because I know Mahabali Shara, and you would have known that. You would have been, like, looking as smart as I do. All right. Look at that guy, Mahabali Shara. All right. Thought he was going to throw with him, but he didn't. No, man. This is Lars' segment, man. <laughs> Roderick Strong versus Danny Birch was next. Of course, this ended with a giant just, you know, mess. But it was the Undisputed Era, so <laughs> I love it. Um, anyways, yeah, they were, they were having like a typical match. Undisputed Era comes ringside. That's your plot this week. Is that goddamn microphone? Can yeah. I just please fix it? After the show's over, I'll fix it. You won't. You said that last two days yeah, in a I row, man. Because after once the show's over, I get hungry. I just think lunch. <laughs> you think Frito burrito? <laughs> well, not today. I brought I brought some pesto pasta. Although, I, if you say I'm going to Taco Bell, I'll say Frito burrito. <laughs> nah, man. I brought peanut butter jelly. Uh, let's see here. Anyways, undisputed era came down to the ringside. They started brawling. Um, uh, oh, sorry. They tried to interfere. Uh, Pete Dunn and Oni Lurkin come down. They mm. all brawl on the outside. Yeah. Um, at one point, uh, Adam Cole gets on the apron, distracts Danny Birch, 
eats a punch. Mm-hmm. Um, Roderick Strong takes advantage, pins Danny Burch after a backbreaker. Yeah. Um, Pete Dunne gets in the ring and starts beating down Roderick Strong. Kyle O'Reilly makes the save um, and an end of heartache for Pete Dunne. Yeah. I think, I guess it was, maybe it was a fallout from this video or it was a fallout video from this. I don't think it preceded this. I'm not sure, but I saw an Undisputed Era video. Um, and I think Roderick Strong had his shirt off and he was sweaty, so it might have been after this match where Kyle O'Reilly was saying, Pete Dune. And I think he was like challenging him for the, He was starting to do a UK accent. He was like, if you want to put up that UK championship. It was funny. It was hilarious. Anyways, uh, next up, my favorite moment of the week. Oh, this is fantastic. A Cassius Ono photo shoot. I like the first the first deal with him. No, the first shot was him and the photographer, and the photographer oh, yeah, was yeah, showing yeah. him yeah, no, the like pictures. The, the first shot uh, still that we yeah. saw of oh no, he, this was his pose. <laughs> the second one he's all. Then he kept he kept on flipping up his hood. Yeah, and then EC three wanders in. Look at this, a photo shoot. I'm just Josh and Cassius Oh no, what's up with his hair? It's a mess. He seems so happy though. I think his hair is just indicative of how happy he is. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I mean, what else can explain it? Speculate. It's all over the map. I mean, if you think, remember how it was back in NXT? It was just a big mop. Yeah. Looked like a cat died on his head. Here's the one thing I thought of, and I don't think this is it. This is just, what if an unspoken thing about his character? Mm -hmm. You know, he lives in the penthouse. He's top 1%. Sure. You know. Yeah, man. Cocaine addict. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cocaine fueled. Mm-hmm. He acts like that. Okay. He acts like the stereotypical movie guy. He looks like he would be perfect for uh, that Scorsese flick. The oh, Wolf, Wolf of Wall, Wall Street. Street. Yes. He looks like that. So maybe you're right about there's, that. There's some a subtext going on. Some subtext going on with his character. Yes. That he might. Yes. I don't think e- <laughs> EC3 does. No. no. That's what I'm saying. I'm pretty sure they test for that stuff anyways. Character. Yeah, character. That would be hilarious if they like kept on hinting at it like a little bit here and there. I know. No. It's like, all right, listen, listen, Ethan, here's your thing. You're a cokehead, but we obviously can't say that. So, yeah. Maybe every once in a while, you know, do this. Sniff. I don't know what it's like. I've never done drugs. I've just watched movies. Because Triple H, I think, is super clean. Yeah, he is. So he's probably, he's just informed by That's, sc- that's you know. one reason that like the, uh, the click latched onto him. Yeah, he was clean. Yeah, yeah. So he can be the designated driver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the designated D. Anyways, uh, they set up a match. This uh, is wildly entertaining. Oh, it was fantastic. Yeah, it was great. It was so great. Cassius Ono, you know, he's saying uh, whatever he's saying. He's like, I'll give you a week to prepare. Oh, because he said, he said, how about we throw down? And EC3's like, sorry, my schedule's booked right now. <laughs> <laughs> my schedule's booked right now. And he says, fine, I'll give you a week to prepare. One week? I can see it now in lights. EC3, Cassisono. That was great. Oh, it was great. Yeah, it was fantastic. EC3 is totally going to win. Oh, heck yes. I was hoping this would be like a uh, a takeover thing. Is, E3, is, is E3, EC3 going to be a takeover? Doesn't look like it. Yeah, He's definitely going to main roster too. <laughs> he might be at Money in the Bank. Yeah, he he might be. be at Raw in two weeks. <laughs> Anyways, uh, how great, man. So he should go to SmackDown, right? EC3? Oh, God, yes. Yeah. That'd be incredible. That would be, actually be pretty fantastic. Oh, man. Next up, we had a, an Aleister Black promo. Yeah, was it was just like a, a video package? Yeah, it was like a video package. Oh, okay. he was, he was It was centered around a promo that was all stylistically done. Stuff gotcha. Like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of remember this now. Okay. 
Uh, and then after that, we had uh, a This decent, was so good. Yeah, this was really good. Gosh, this was awesome. Two, uh, the, the Ricochet Velveteen Dream video package hyping their match for takeovers. It was, it, was, it was anchored by interviews with each of them. Mm-hmm. And both of them did such a great job. Yeah, they did, yeah. Uh, portraying their characters, communicating their stories. Patrick Clark, I mean, I've said so many amazing things about him because I think he's amazing. Um, he, he, what is he like? 24, 25? Yeah, he's super young. He's maybe 23. Oh my God. He's 22 22. years old. He's younger than Leo Rush. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine what that dude's going to be like when he's 32? Oh, it's going to be incredible. Oh my God, man. Because he's already like, we talked about the experience factor, right? He's already really good, but he still has that youth thing. Mm Mm-hmm. When he's 32? It's going to be something else. Holy God, that's going to be amazing. Man. Anyways, like you said, it was anchored. And Ricochet, and he, I mean, here's the great thing about Ricochet, is that that dude, all he needs to do is just be himself. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing, there's no, there's no promo about the guy. He just has to be himself. Yeah. You know? And that's what he was. The dream, obviously, is something completely different on his own plane. Arrogance. When Ricochet brings up the fact that he had been eliminated from Tough Enough and still got a contract, oh, yeah. Dream just said, "I don't remember any of that." Yeah, <laughs> I have no. I think I have no memory of that. Yeah, yeah. Ricochet said, "You know, I had to earn everything I, I achieved. You were given it. Mm-hmm. Were, yeah, it was handed to you. Yeah, because you got eliminated and you still got a contract." And he said, "I have no memory of that." Yeah. Oh, it was fantastic. It was absolutely beautiful. And of course, a bunch of great shots of both of them. A bunch of footage from Ricochet's past. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I do love, I really like that they're incorporating the tough enough stuff. Yeah. I really, really appreciate yeah. it. I really like that. Um, and his response to it was really, really great. So, goddamn, this is going to be. I just hope they don't hurt. They, they don't hurt themselves. I know. That's all I hope. I hope I they know. don't hurt themselves. I know. Because, my God, these guys are going to tear the house down. Oh, heck down. yes. This should be the flipping main event. Oh, it should be. Yeah. It's not going to be. It's going to be uh, Gargano Ciampa again. Oh, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Which is going to be kind of a bummer that Aleister Black, his his title win and title, first title defense will not be the main event. Yeah, I know. I know. But but he'll get plenty of main events. Yeah. Uh, next up, we had the rubber match. Lacey Evans versus Kyrie Sane. Good match, man. I like yeah. Lacey Evans. I, I know. I know. She's super good. I know. She came to the ring with uh, Kyrie's name written on her right hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Saying, you know, she literally had her right fist with Kyrie's name on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but couldn't deliver deliver the woman's right. No. Instead, Kyrie Sane picked up the win with an insane elbow. A really fun match. Yeah, no, this is, this is a lot of fun. I could actually see this feud. I, would li- I wouldn't mind seeing this feud continue. Yeah, no. I don't think it's going to. But no, probably not. They'll both go on to, to really good things. Um, and then uh, Tommaso Ciampa comes to the ring, uh, takes, a, takes a squad up there on the top ring post, mm-hmm. and uh, starts to cut a promo. The crowd keeps on interrupting him. He says, I don't care. Yeah, he says, I don't really care about all that. Uh, John R. Gargano runs to the ring, attacks Ciampa, and we get. I really that this is. I really like the the intention here. The execution I thought was good. Um, I'm not sure. I don't think this feud is lacking anything. I think it maybe could have been drawn out and had a bit more, a bit more more things happening. Mm-hmm. Maybe that didn't just sort of take place on social media. Yeah, I kind of feel like there's not there has been a whole lot of simmer. Yeah, feud. It's been a lot of Gargano. I'm sorry. It's been a lot of Champa promos 
interrupted by Gargano. Or vice versa. Or vice versa. I just feel like it's been a lot of that. Yeah. And there hasn't been a lot. Like, like imagine how cool it would have been at least one week before this match if we would gotten a Ciampa-Gargano video package like we got for Ricochet in yeah. the Team Dream. Yeah. Stuff like this that keeps the feud fresh in people's mind without kind of hitting the same story beats again. So when Ciampa claimed that Gargano came to his house at like 3 in the morning or something. Yeah. Was that actually shown in a video? Oh, I don't think so. On social media or anything? Not that I recall, no. If any feud in recent history needed the Stone Cold Pillman gun I thing. I knew you were going to say that. And I'm not saying it should, it should need a gun. Yeah. Although I, I wouldn't be opposed to it. But in this climate, probably not. If anything needed something like that, kind of goofy. Yeah. It's this. Yeah. It's kind of this. It's just the same kind of setup. Week after week. Right, exactly. And that's, I think, my issue with it. Yeah. Although, I will say this. For this, because I think this is probably the go-home segment for this match. Mm-hmm. Um, they ended it in a way that completely mirrored their initial breakup. Mm-hmm. The DIY thing. They ran the copyright. Yeah, I noticed that too. Well before the actual finish. End of the episode, yeah. Yeah. And Garga- uh, Ciampa became, was a bloody mess. Apparently it was on social media. The, oh, they did do a thing on social media where it was, oh, they showed a video of Chomp in his bed. Well, okay. But that was on, see, that bugs the crap out of me. That should have been on TV. Yeah. You know, it's like, I'm, I get, I understand that that's the age we live in and all these great uh, Undisputed Era promos are happening on Twitter, but they also get a fair amount of promos on TV as well. I know. So all that stuff is ancillary. Showing him do that. Um, really? Story mode of Red Dead 2 is behind a paywall? What? Is it just going to be multiplayer? It's weird. I'll have to look at that. Um, anyways, uh, it needed that stuff that they did in social media. It needed to be shown on TV. Agreed. You know, that needed to be part of the narrative. Yes. Um, so that's that's my only complaint. Look, it's going to be a killer match. It's going to be fantastic. And then my, my other complaint, which I think is totally valid, and it's been mirrored uh, multiple other places, is the use of Candice LeRae. I'll, I'll put it, the misuse of Candice yeah, no, LeRae. Yeah, no, that has not been... That has not been ideal. No. So, um, anyways, and then Jushin Thunder Luger here in chat says, they also did one where Heavy Machinery were stopping Gargano from attacking Ciampa. I mean, yeah, I just, I feel like when there's things that you have to go out and film, give it the respect I know. by putting it on TV. I know. You know? So, anyways, I guess that's my only thing. It's going to be a killer match. This was a really brutal segment. And it yeah. was Ciampa bleeding everywhere. It was really gross. It was really awesome. I thought it was great. Um, but I just feel like so much of this feud, and I think also the idea that Gargano was gone for all of like a week and then like immediately came back and started attacking. I know, I know, I know. That was sort of wonky to me. But uh, all in all, a fun episode of NXT. So... Um, anyways, let's answer some let's questions. Answer some questions. Let's do it now. Yes. Um, Alex Foster, if you had to see anyone drop weight for 205 Live, who would you want to see? The loss of weight can be as normal or as absurd as possible. Um, um, imagine the kind of match that Seth Rollins could put on 205 Live. Yeah. He only has to drop, what, 10, 15 pounds. Yeah, probably not that much. Um, who else? AJ Styles. He put on some killer matches on mm-hmm. 205 Live. Yeah, that's true. Again, he'd probably have to drop about 10 or 15 pounds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Almas. Yeah. See Almas do. I don't, yeah. think, I don't think he has to drop anything. Yeah. And then uh, Samoa Joe. How weird would like, I wonder if Braun Samoa, Strowman. Samoa Joe wouldn't be one of those dudes. If he like dropped down to 205, he'd still have a big head. Mm-hmm. You know, it mm-hmm. look weird. Um, A.O. Worm, how is Leo Rush going to stack up on 205 Live? He's going to be great. I think as long as if if the rumors of uh, as long as it doesn't piss off anybody backstage, he's going to zoom straight to the top because yeah. people will be so hardcore into him. Yep. Uh, Wilkin Minato, where's TJP going? Where do you guys think he would benefit the most? I have a feeling this is all the storyline. He's not going anywhere. Yeah, me too, and that's a bummer. I would love to see him on SmackDown, though. Yeah. I think it'd be great. Yeah, I think it would be great. He'd be a breath of fresh air. Uh, Daniel Morris wants us to power rank top five matches Leo Rush will have on 205 Live. What's Okay, so what's what's your number one? Oh, it's got to be him and Cedric, right? Mine mine might be him and, uh, him and one of the Lucha House Party Oh, guys. Kalisto? Or a Lince Dorado. Somebody who's fast. Uh, Kalisto's probably faster than Lince I Dorado. I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that's a good pick. See, I'd love to see Leo Rush versus Kalisto. I think it'd be great. Leo Rush versus Buddy Murphy would be really good, too. That's a good story there because Buddy is the monster heel Jacked, of 205 yeah. Live, and Leo Rush is... Is even for a cruiserweight kind of on the small side. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. That'd be a good story. Absolutely. Let's see here. Uh, Ali, Ali W. Ottawa's finest friendo. With recent news of Shawn Michaels accepting one more match against Daniel Bryan, Johnny Gargano, or AJ Styles, add a stipulation to each match you guys would like to see happen. Daniel Bryan submission match. Yes. Johnny Gargano Iron Man Iron Man match yeah AJ Styles best two out of three falls that's good uh, <laughs> AJ Fate his first question Vince McMahon has the Infinity Gauntlet but he's missing the Soul Stone which I know you some of you people don't understand you got to sacrifice somebody to obtain the Soul Stone all right would he sacrifice Roman Reigns to receive the final Infinity Stone to rule everything wrestling-related. No, he already rules everything wrestling-related. Exactly. He could buy New Japan tomorrow if he wanted to. Uh, Nemo, have you guys ever been excited for a debut that went nowhere? Um, He says he was excited for Kizarni back in the day because I liked the gimmick and felt he'd fit well into the current faction. I don't even know what that is. I've heard that name before. Oh, uh, Sinbo- uh, is it Bodhi? Bodhi, yeah. This is his angle on SmackDown, I guess. Mm. Anyways, what was the question? Um, any debut that you felt went nowhere that you're excited <laughs> for? <laughs> I was mildly excited for Authors of Pain. I was mildly excited. I was like, okay, well, that's cool. It's neat seeing them there. What's going to happen? And then, and then nothing happened. Same with the Ascension. I was actually, I was like, oh, cool, the Ascension are coming. And then that first promo was just a big oh, fart. Oh, ruined them. Oh, it was stank. Absolutely ruined them. It was so gross. I mean, the jury is still kind of out, but when Switchblade was uh, shown to be Jay White, it wasn't like a, I mean, he's, he's a good wrestler. Yeah. But, you know, we said many times that it seemed like for that gimmick, you need something a little more grizzled, a little more experienced. Yeah. And he's so young. So like when, when it was, when I found out it was Jay White, I was like, oh, that's cool. But then when I saw him actually come out. Like he should have grown a beard. <laughs> yeah. 
He should have, yeah, he should have aged. Mm-hmm. He should have put some makeup or on. Or at least somehow, like, stay, a lot, stay out in the sun a lot so you start getting a little leathery. <laughs> get leather. Yeah. Get and then leathery. grow a beard. Yeah. Grow a beard, get exactly. a little leathery. Maybe he can. Maybe he's like me. Maybe God has not possible. given him that to do. Entirely possible. I mean, he can grow dirt like me, you mm-hmm. know, just mm-hmm. do that. Maybe it'll just stand out that he can't grow a beard. That's entirely possible, too. But no, I like, yeah, out in the sun, get really leathery. At least draw, some stubble. Draw, draw some lines on you. Something. Yeah, what else could you do? Fake scars. Yeah. Make real scars. Yeah. Commit. Yeah. Get a knife. Get a switchblade. Yeah. Do this. And you're good. Um, DJ Mott's first question. If you guys had to call up one or two guys to add on to the new day, we've talked about this before, and make it a faction on SmackDown or Raw, who would it be? No, nobody. To add on to the new day? Nobody. But he said, hold on a second. He said, and make it a faction on SmackDown or Raw. I guess he, he means a larger faction. More than three people. My question is more not to disrupt the three-man team, but make a bullet club. Okay. All right. So if you want to make it the New Day a sprawling uh, bullet club NWO type faction. Yeah. That's a little different because you have your core you know, guys. You have your big three. And then you expand it with like three other guys, or like you know, a ta- a ta- another tag team and a, and a and a woman. Sasha. Sasha. I'm trying to think of 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 of, uh, of other wrestlers. They already have some sort of relationship, existing relationship. Yeah, right. With. Tyler Breeze. Yeah, Tyler Breeze. That's what I think. Because him and Xavier he's been on up, up, down, down a lot. Play a lot. And then the True Buds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know Harper likes the video games. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would do. And then here's the thing. You would rebrand. So those three would stay the New Day. You would just call the faction Up, Up, Down, Down. There you go. You would incorporate there you go. that. And then Baron, I think, oh, and Rusev. Yeah, Rusev. Rusev likes to do that. And they would change all our names to their Up, Up, Down, Down names. What is Big E called? Big Wool? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Um, Nicholas Grosskirth with the reception Champa is getting should more heels do away at their entrance music or would it flop on main like Dolph uh, I don't know about it's something they should employ more often but not all the time like not all heels should just suddenly drop their entrance music yeah it's very special cases where as soon as they walk through the curtain and get on that ramp it is a chorus of booze Champa has a theme song it's chorus of booze from the crowd yeah um, so it, you have to have someone that has that level of heat like Cody Rhodes could probably pull it off. Yeah, but here's the thing about Cody Rhodes is that his music is so cheesy. Oh yeah, I know, I know. And the video Kinda, package associated with it, with him it, in, the, in the furs and getting out of the limo and all that stuff. To, I think it adds to the. It heat. does. Yeah, but no, it's funny because everybody has really cool theme music these days. So okay, Nakamura, everybody loves his theme. Uh, Samoa Joe, people love his theme. Um, who's a, who's a heel that has actual like Baron Corbin's music is. I see. Once the lyrics kick in, I'm not going to say I'm going to put it as my ringtone. No, but I'm I'm kind I'm cool with it as theme music. His previous theme was better. Yeah, I agree with that. But I'm kind of into it. It's just there's too much going on before he even hits the ring. The lyrics don't kick in until he hits the ring. I know. I'm kind of I'm I'm I'm, I'm kind of coming around to Drew McIntyre's theme because it's, it's ominous. It's a little more sinister than his. It previous is. One. That's true. And it works more for his character. Yeah, I really do hope they go back once he turns face. Mm-hmm. They go back to his NXT one because it's still similar and it's got that he headbangs to it, mm-hmm. or at least he bobs his head to it. 
Uh, GM Spud is Lars Sullivan the SmackDown guy or a Raw guy? He's going to be a SmackDown guy because they're not going to have two monsters on Raw. So, oh, Lars? Yeah, he'll be. Oh, he should be a SmackDown guy. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Although, hey, man, when the, the switch happens, I'm not sure how, how, how long Lars Sullivan's going to be on, uh, on NXT. Um, if he were to go now to main roster, it'd be SmackDown. Come 2019, when the new TV switches, if they want the big stars oh, on yeah, Fox. Yeah. So, yeah, whatever brand Braun's not on. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's where he should go. Yeah. Uh, seeing CM Punk finds it in a missile bull in court. Is it just me, or has Gargano versus Ciampa gotten a bit stale? Don't feel like the story has really progressed all that much. No, you're not alone. Yeah, we've t- yeah we've talked about that. We kind of feel the same way. Um, <laughs> Kane Kirk. In your Wrestle Kingdom 11 review, you said that you thought Kyle O'Reilly should stay in New Japan for a few more mm, years. No. Do you still think he could have benefited from that? Or no, is he perfect where he is? no. Perfect. He is the perfect, perfect. wrestler. Pete Dune. Uh, ranch dressing wrestling. If I, no, I like that name. If I'm wrong, please correct me. But is there a match for the North American Championship at Takeover Chicago? Announced. Who should face Adam Cole for at Takeover? Tranquilo, just wait next week. We got the go home show. We'll we'll learn about it then if it's going to happen. Connor Matthews, good day, friendos, returning patron. Which Aussie wrestler in WWE could you see be taken to the next level or be given a run with a major title in WWE? I'm going to say this. I'm not sure what their what their uh, plans are for TM61. If they really. If they're high on them or not, I would think that they they just beat some jobbers. That's that's a pretty decent path these days. Yeah. So I think that I think that NXT might have some good plans for TM61. Oh yeah, I think so. so. I really hope so. I'm gonna say Buddy Murphy. Oh, there you go. Not just on 205 Live though. I think if he you know spends a year in 205 Live, he's a guy that could easily move up. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, just eat one sandwich and he's there. Yeah. Um, but he he's got all the talent in the world. Oh yeah. So I think he he would really succeed in the main roster. I'm gonna say this though, going back to TM61. Uh, Shane Thorne on his own. Oh, he's really good. Because number one, he's a massively handsome human yeah, being. Yeah, he is. He's like a like it's it's sad for Nick Miller because he's not, and it's like being next to a dude like you and I are both ugly mofos. Yeah. So we don't know this, but if you were like immaculate, I'd be like, man, that dude's gonna be Shawn Michaels and I'm Marty Jannetty. Yeah. Like Shane Thorne is a good looking man. Yeah, he's a really handsome man. Nick Miller is ugmo. Well, he's just an average looking dude. He is not a good looking dude. All right. He's got a weird face. He's a giant forehead. <laughs> I'm not going to criticize anybody for having a giant forehead. Well, we're both getting there. But, uh, but yeah, no. And it, honestly, it's just striking because, you know, compared especially to Shane Thorne, you know, I think that, you know, a dude like that could go far. He's got the cool tattoos and everything. Mm-hmm. He's got a really exciting moveset. Yeah. Nick Miller should really start wearing a mask. <laughs> like the old Cody Rhodes badge. Oh, yeah. Wear a bag on your head. That's rude. I'm just that joking. is rude. Oh, that's, here's another uh, Australian wrestler. I think he's Australian. I believe he is. Uh, Travis Banks. Mm, yeah. That if he were ever to sign full time with WWE, I think he would go. Tony far. Storm. Yes. Yes. Now I have Baron Corbin's theme song. Oh, sorry, Travis Banks from New Zealand. Mm-hmm. New Zealand. That's not the same thing, man. That's the same thing. He probably used to be part of Australia. That's where they filmed the Lord of the Rings. You know. Oh, really? Speaking of which. Uh, 205 Live, I forgot to mention this. I always like mentioning this. It was third in the ratings last week on the network. That's awesome. Of course, we're in a dead spell right now because of... Uh, Chris K says the Iconics. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're great. But they've also, they haven't been on TV for the last two weeks. 
No. It's a bummer. It's so weird. It is weird. Hmm. All right. Is that it? Yeah, I'm hungry. All right, man. Make me a peanut butter and jelly. What are you going to have? I have some... Uh, Frito burrito. Oh, I wish. How many do you want today? I'm not going to get any today. They're only a dollar. They're $1.29. They're $1.29. I made, I made some uh, pesto pasta. Yeah, man. That's the perfect recipe for a Frito burrito. Maybe in a couple hours when I'm hungry again. Sounds good. Anyways, that's it for show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Hilton, uh, we're going to need some music here, please. Yes. If you will, please, Hilton. Thank you, Hilton. There it is. All right, cool. Why not? That Luchando knows what he's doing. Anyways, that's what? it for the show. Till next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well. Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.